Hello, and thank you for tuning in to the Five Mastery Podcast, where our focus is on providing tools, resources, and insights that empower driven individuals to secure their own path to financial independence. My name is Peter Donisanu, and today we're going to talk about what to do when it seems like financial markets are on the brink of melting down. Now, this month marks the 14-year anniversary of one of the most volatile periods in financial markets in the past 20 years. That's why in today's episode, we'll take you back to the height of the global financial crisis, where I'll share a few lessons I learned that can help you navigate this period of financial and economic uncertainty. So with that, let's dive into today's podcast. U.S. equity markets have officially erased their summer gains. The Dow Jones Industrial Average is back in bear market territory, and the S&P 500 is on pace for its worst year-to-day start in recent history. Adding insult to injury, rising U.S. Treasury yields have pushed borrowing costs to seemingly unsustainable levels as mortgage rates in some markets are now above 7% from around 3% just a few months ago. Now, with all of this going on, it seems like and it feels like the financial system is about to break. Well, the fact is that we've been here before. In many ways, today's financial environment is similar to the one that played out during the height of the global financial crisis in 2008. Now, I'm taken back to the early years of my career where our chief investment officer held weekly calls for our advisors to help them navigate this market volatility. If you'll recall, at the time, Countrywide was handed over to Bank of America months earlier, while Lehman Brothers and Washington Mutual had just gone under. Money markets had broken the buck, AIG was getting bailed out, and Wachovia was pushed into the arms of its competitor for pennies on the dollar. Now, 14 years ago this week, the financial system was melting down in front of my very own eyes. Now, understandably, our clients and our team of advisors were panicking. The floor was falling out from under many individuals' retirement plans and overall financial well-being. And at the time, market participants and households alike were looking for simple answers to a challenging situation. Now, our weekly calls involved hundreds of investment professionals, and many of them felt like they needed to do something. Some advisors wanted to implement exotic derivative strategies to help stem losses in client portfolios. Others suggested buying specific stocks or sectors amidst the sell-off, and others were doing everything they could to stop themselves from simply getting out of the markets altogether. So what advice did our chief investment officer give at the time? He said, hold tight. And this advice offered then still holds merit today. And here's why. As the financial system was coming unglued in the fall of 2008, few individuals knew what the path forward would look like. Investors were desperately looking for a catalyst to drive financial assets higher, but a positive market catalyst was nowhere to be found. Now, the old rules of the financial system and how it should function in many ways no longer applied to the current period. Even so, policymakers stepped in with some creative solutions to help underpin the financial system. So as you'll recall, in October 2008, the U.S. government introduced the Troubled Asset Relief Program, or TARP, to prevent other financial institutions from failing. In November of the same year, the Federal Reserve launched a historic quantitative easing program aimed at buying up bad debt and restoring confidence in the financial system by showing that policymakers indeed had tools in the toolbox to address the market dysfunction. 
Now, the central bank also introduced a number of measures to support global central banks that had been experiencing stresses in international markets. And now by March 9th of 2009, market participants were finally convinced that the right set of tools were in place to avoid any further catastrophic collapse in the financial system, and risk assets subsequently rallied. How much so? Well, in the year that followed the March 2009 lows, the S&P 500 index would nearly double in value and then rise by about 600% through December of last year. Now, there are some individuals whose investment experience was far worse than the broader market at the time. And it was those individuals who got out of the markets in January of 2009, waiting on the sidelines for some all-clear signal before putting their money back to work. The point here is that when it seems like the world is crumbling around you and the path forward appears ambiguous, the best course of action may be simply to hold tight and keep moving forward. Certainly, three fundamental principles apply here when it comes to managing your finances in times of uncertainty. The first is focus on what you can control. Second, try not to get caught up in emotions of the day. And third, stay in the present moment. Now, to the first point, there's only so much that we can control when it comes to managing our lives or our money. During times like today, I'm often reminded of an illustration from Carl Richards over at the Behavioral Gap. It's a, a Venn diagram with two circles. In the left circle are the things that matter, and in the right circle are the things that you can control. And now, when you bring these two circles together, what you find is that there are only a few items in life that can be focused on or should be focused on when the economy or the markets are in decline. These areas should include reminding yourself of the long-term financial purpose that you've defined for your wealth and the plan that you've put in place to address times like these when the markets go south. Now, these actions could include reevaluating your investment strategy to ensure that your holdings are aligned with your long-term goals. It could also mean ensuring that you have an adequate cash management strategy in place to avoid having to sell investments at an inopportune time. The next component of holding steady in times of uncertainty is to remain objective and avoid getting caught up in emotions when the markets are gyrating up and down. Now, it's been said that watching the stock market every day is like watching someone play with the yo-yo while riding up a moving escalator. Now, you're likely to feel a high degree of stress if you focus on that yo-yo rather than where the escalator is headed. So if you find yourself worried about the markets and glued to financial media desperately seeking out some answers, now may be a good time to turn off the TV and go for a walk. There's no better time than the present to remind yourself that over the long term, financial markets have historically rallied after periods of extreme volatility. Remember, the role of financial media often is to sell emotion and rarely to provide any meaningful advice. And if you do find yourself stressed and looking for answers, now may be a great time to reach out to your trusted advisor to get an objective opinion on your options. Finally, it's vital to stay present in uncertain times like these. John Kabat-Zinn had a saying that wherever you go, there you are. So what does this mean? Well, it means that it's the one constant that we have throughout our experience with money and life, and that's how we deal with the present moment. Now, there's nothing we can do about the past and very little we can do about future events outside of our control. That's why during times of economic and market uncertainty, it's essential to focus on what you need to do right now. Not sure what you should be doing? Then go back to your financial plan and remind yourself of what you need to be doing to make your financial goals a reality. Don't have a financial plan? Well, there's no better time than the present moment to put one together. Either way, 
Avoiding rumination on past or upcoming financial decisions begins with staying focused on what needs to be done right now, here, and in the present. So where do we go from here? Well, make no mistake, the events unfolding in financial markets today feel very similar to the events that took place 14 years ago this week. Equity markets at home and abroad seem to feel like they're in some sort of freefall, and the U.S. dollar strength is squeezing international financial markets while bond yields are heading relentlessly higher and stocks are moving lower. And the key reason that markets are behaving the way they are today is mainly due to the uncertainty around what appears to be a self-inflicted wound from policymakers, and that's a desire to inflict pain in order to tame inflation expectations. Now, it's scary out there, and it can feel like things can only get much worse. But here's what's key. We're going to get through this market dislocation just like we did during the global financial crisis, the savings and loan crisis, the energy crisis of the 70s, and so many other crises in the past. Now, the solution to today's high government debt and experiment in money printing likely will require a solution that hasn't been presented yet. For now, policymakers appear to be out of tools that address historically high inflation while avoiding a crash in the economy and financial markets. But what history has shown is that when it seems like it can't get any worse and there's seemingly no way out, a solution eventually finds a way, allowing risk assets to breathe a sigh of relief and rally higher. Until then, hold tight. Well, that's it for now. Thank you for taking the time to listen to the Phi Mastery podcast. To learn more about our research, visit us at phimastery.com or email your questions to questions at franklinmadisonadvisors.com. Until next time, I'm Peter Donisanu wishing you and yours abundant health and prosperity. Phi Mastery podcast is brought to you by Franklin Madison Advisors, Inc. Franklin Madison Advisors is a registered investment advisor firm with its registration and principal place of business in the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania. Registration of an investment advisor does not imply a certain level of skills or training. This commentary and forecast are limited to the dissemination of general information pertaining to Franklin Madison Advisors investment advisory services and general economic and market conditions and are subject to change without notice. The information shared today is not intended to be personal, legal, investment, or tax advice or a solicitation to buy or sell any security or engage in a particular investment strategy. For additional information about Franklin Madison Advisors, including fees and services, please contact Franklin Madison Advisors or refer to the Investment Advisor Public Disclosures.